Sora and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The Weekly Show with Aditya. This is episode 363 on the 12th of May 2021 on this beautiful and energetic Wednesday morning. Let's start this morning's episode. As always, we will begin with discussing backlash what is backlash and the scheduled matches in this particular tournament and then go on to the adventures of sherlock holmes so backlash in fact wrestlemania backlash is the first pay-per-view post wrestlemania as everyone knows crowd was invited in fact the audience or as they call it the wwe universe were invited to watch live the wrestlemania for this year that is wrestlemania 37 now the question is what is the big deal about watching this event live because of the sadistic and the parody events of the past year well they have to be forgotten but they have to be referenced the parody events and the sadistic events over the past year which could not allow organizers to get crowds live audience and they had to do with virtual boards and that and that is why there was a lot of emotion surrounding this tournament but that hype and emotion is over and it's back to regular taped programs and pay-per-view business and as always it happens in a pay-per-view post wrestlemania old rivalries are resumed which means whichever wrestler lost their championship whether it is a singles championship or a tag team championship they would want to resume and new opponents would be announced though in a way they are not new opponents because they have been contenders for that particular title before and due to interferences and just sheer luck of the champion they have not gone on to win that particular championship and therefore the question comes will the respective 
champions retain their titles well it hap this has been happening for the past 40 plus years new champions could be crowned there could be a surprise champion a wrestler who was a champion before another wrestler became the champion that particular individual he or she or a tag team could be crowned the champion again and here how are how do we know that someone like john cena rick flair are 16 17 time champions it's not the amount of champions they win it's about losing the title and then winning again so for example if drew mcintyre goes on to win the wwe world championship it will be his third championship because he he beat brock lesnar then he lost to randy orton he beat randy orton again he became a two time champion then he will go on if he goes on to beat his opponents at this particular pay per view he will go on to win his third championship and and it's the same story with the other champions but before that a short break Welcome back after the break. Let's look at some of the championship matches scheduled for this particular pay-per-view. But before we go into details about these matches, let's discuss something interesting and bizarre at the same time. I've heard from different individuals at different points in time that they have stopped watching a certain sport be it cricket hockey football wrestling or any other sport why because the sports athletes they adored when they were relatively younger or the contemporaries of these athletes though those athletes are no longer 
active they are semi retired or fully retired and in a mentorship role and so these individuals who loved watching those athletes because of the contemporary nature and other factors they thought that the sport is no longer novel because the new generation doesn't have what it takes to carry forward the legacy of the retired people now which athletes are these individuals obsessive about when you talk about cricket and you talk about india and if you talk about the period between 1990 and 2010 that 20 years was dominated by tendulkar for at least one seventh of that period he was there during an entire period yes he missed a few matches because of injuries and obvious reasons but he was there for a long period of time an individual who plays over 450 matches does have an impact on a few individuals and then to some extent gangly dravid lakshman seva kumble etc etc did have an impact and everyone who is a contemporary of these individuals that is born between 70 and 75 or 76 will be influenced by this lot same is the case in wwe for example if you ask an individual today whether they are 15 years old or 115 years old they will say happily that i am influenced by individuals like under the giant in the early 70s hulk hogan randy savage lex luger in the period between the 1970s and the 1990s and moving from the 90s 90s till the 2000s there was the big show john cena rock stone cold steve austin the attitude era shawn michaels each of them had their own monikers shawn michael was given the moniker mr wrestlemania stone cold steve austin was given the title the texas rattlesnake randy orton got the moniker the viper and all such moniker influence people and now these very individuals feel that the penetration of pseudo media has affected the sport has pseudo media affected sport as it is i think pseudo media's influence on sport is only superficial is only at an abstract level but at the physical level there is no influence for example in football a goal is a goal whether it's scored by pele ronaldo messi or anyone else or a winning shot in tennis is a winning shot a backhand forehand why do we need to go into the technicalities how does it make a difference whether the tennis athletes of the 60s 70s 80s use a certain technique more and the current lot uses this technique more and the individuals coming right now who are in their early 20s are using a certain type of short selection well i don't think it makes a difference that is technical and that's for a very small population who are 
too fixated on the technical aspects which i feel doesn't make a difference if roger federer wins good for him whether he wins on clay courts grass courts at the australian open us open england open wimbledon or any of the other mediocre tournaments it doesn't make a difference as long as you wins whether he wins 20 titles or 15 titles that is perfunctory but overall there is an influence which means the individuals mentioned here most of them are not well known either to the contemporary who don't watch because they think that this is a waste of time and it doesn't have the same excitement added as it used to have in the attitude era or the raw is war era when wwe was in direct competition with wcw each group trying to poach certain wrestlers and wwe succeeded in poaching certain wrestlers like kevin nash and others and of course there was a back and forth between the two and that is what excited people more well in the last one year the wrestlers who have made their debuts have made their debuts during this statistic virus time means they haven't got the taste of live audience and the live audience watching through your monitors on your tv and watching a live program especially where even for the most mundane of tapings of their respective brands it's at least a semi full house it does make a difference on the psyche of the wrestlers on the way the particular pay-per-view or the events and the promos prior to that are scheduled live audience does make a huge difference in how the wrestlers and the writers and the organizers go about creating the hype for two individuals yes social media does make a difference but that's social media or pseudo media does make a difference but that is perfunctory and superficial before we discuss about this these matches let's 10, take a short break Welcome back after the break. Let's look at each of these matches in minutia. The first is Roman Reigns and the Cesaro match for the WWE Universal Championship. Now this is for the SmackDown brand and Roman Reigns character turn or the heel turn over the past 1 year has completely transformed him what he was when i saw him for the first time in 2015 he
he was there but he could never get his entire gamut of talent out he was always a part of a faction and he was always on a side where he could not exercise his best moves and use mind games to defeat his opponents here it's a totally different story the past one year roman reigns has undergone what is called a massive heel turn the semi bad antagonist or the antagonist character with few words he is flanked by paul heyman paul heyman who is known to be a promoter of a former champion and now possibly a retired wrestler in brock lesnar and now he is flanking roman reigns and roman reigns has beaten every opponent so far he's had interesting feuds with kevin owens and daniel bryan along with the returning edge but despite all the odds against him a roman reigns of 2016 would have been rattled by that but roman reigns of 2020 is not rattled because he knows exactly what he has to do he doesn't come in for too many promotions he doesn't participate in unnecessary matches on the regular taped schedule which he used to do a lot yes there could be personal and health reason but he keeps himself off that particular radar he only participates for matches scheduled for pay-per-view so that keeps him fresh and now he has a new opponent in Cesaro but the speculation is that he may he may go one over Cesaro but the reigns Cesaro along with Rollins story will not end here now the interesting thing is that Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens had a feud for a number of months and after a while it was thought that their feud became old but nobody questioned the feud between John Cena and The Rock when they decided to have a match after one year at WrestleMania whether it was 11 12 or 13 they waited one full year and everyone was excited what has changed in one year i think nothing but it's the hype surrounding the likes of john cena and the rock which makes people more teary eyed same is the story with lashley mcintyre and stroman stroman a former member of the smackdown brand returns to raw was has been a part of raw for the, for the past 5 to 6 months and then of course mcintyre who won his wwe world championship last year at wrestlemania in an empty arena with just the production staff and the coaches and like watching him it did not get the emotions and the crowd reactions which would have come had he won in front of a full house which lashley did but still it did not have the same impact as it was having before because of the, because of the sadistic events of the past year and people can question why is mcintyre getting opportunities after opportunities well i can question the rock john cena story it went on for years yes they were two icons they influence 
the sport they have influenced the film industry part of it the hollywood part of it but why can't we get in the same zone as we got crazy about the likes of big show or edge christian brock lesnar john cena rock triple h shawn michael stone cold why can't we give these individuals listed the same respect as we gave them or is it the era which made a difference yes there was the attitude era the ruthless aggression era and a pre pseudo media era and there were a lot of factors which we can discuss but let's move on of course lastly like reigns over the past 3 4 months has been dominating as a champion of course mcintyre dominated almost the entirety of 2020 before they handed the title to lashley or lashley went on to win and then stroman strolls himself into the match though there are a lot of good contenders apart from brown stroman who can be a part of this aj styles hasn't had an opportunity at a singles title along with people like randy horton has had multiple opportunities and he's waiting for his 15th title and then the 16th title to go beyond or equal rick flair for that he will have to win twice he will have to win lose and then win again and that's the complexity of the numbers associated with winning a championship then let's move on to the women's championship rhea ripley who came in from the development brand called nxt went on to beat asuka at wrestlemania so there were a couple of new champions at wrestlemania which included bianca belair for the smackdown women's championship ripley and lashley while reigns smartly and by luck retained his championship the same is the case with bailey and bell air two dominant women's of the women's division and raw is going for a triple threat match which means either one of these three one of these six could be there could be a new champion or the current champion could go on to resume and retain their championships and then the mysterious versus ziggler and root which is another interesting championship now remember ray mysterio who has been a part of this brand since 2004 was associated with eddie guerrero who endeared himself to fans well sometimes showmanship and a little bit of swagger works before we go further let's take a short break
welcome back after the break. If Roman Reigns, Lashley, Rhea Ripley, Bailey, and Ziggler and Rude retain their respective championships, then what is a possibility? At this time, I'm discussing only one possibility. Let's see what that possibility is. Well, if Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley were 10 years older, they would have been a part of the Attitude Era and they would have been an important element over there because the attitude shown by these two individuals, laconic, focused on their championship reigns and doing everything to defend it has been the most interesting part of their championships. Both said on a similar note, part of factions not getting enough championship opportunities and always worried about whether they would go on to win and then came the attitudinal change. Different brands, yes, but two dominant champions and successful title defense along with their monikers of the almighty and the head of the table for various reasons. And when you have MVP and Paul Heyman as their respective promoters, who wouldn't want to watch these two individuals clash? Yes, it may not seem practical because they are on different brands. They are respective champions. Lashley is a world champion. Reigns is a universal champion. And now the champion versus champion matches rarely happen because of different reasons in WWE. They have their own logic as to why certain matches should not happen and they want to keep them separate as to keep their value going well that's acceptable but is it a hypothetical possibility why not and if they can retain their respective championships from the pay-per-view at wrestlemania backlash till the pay-per-view before survivor series then this is a perfect brand supremacy battle yes Roman Reigns had a match with the former champion McIntyre and McIntyre could not defeat Roman Reigns despite two dominant champions. I think McIntyre has become less aggressive. He was an aggressive individual when he returned to this particular company after years of finding himself in other independent wrestling organizations. But over the past one year, he has gone through a lot physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever we want to add. So I think for Roman Reigns, who is the perfect opponent apart from someone trying to take away his champion, Bobby Lashley could be the perfect candidate at this point in time. But anything can happen in six months. Yes, Seth Rollins is another opponent for Roman Reigns or even for Lashley but we don't know what's going to happen then but this would be a perfect dream match never happened before I would rate this even higher than a Rock Cena match or a Rock Stone Cold match or any of the wrestlers of that era they were good but they are retired they are 
doing non-wrestling things. They are into talk shows, podcasts, mentoring roles. So there's no point going back. There's no point being emotionally involved with them. Respect the current lot because these two will also pack up their bags very soon and leave the building and new individuals would come in. So yes, every 10 to 12 years, new groups come in. Like we have done away with the likes of Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair in their mid 60s and late 70s. There is no point going back in that direction. It's time to move forward. And whatever they did, whatever influence they had, whether it was pre-pseudo-media or the current lot having an influence using pseudo-media, well, that's completely irrelevant. But now let's move on. It's 10.30. Welcome back after the break. Whatever have you been doing with yourself, Watson? He asked in undisguised wonder as we rattle through the crowded London streets. You are as thin as a lath and as brown as a nut. I gave him a short sketch of my adventures and had hardly concluded it by the time that we reach our destination poor devil he said commensatingly after he had listened to my misfortunes what are you up to now looking for lodgings i answered trying to solve the problem as to whether it is possible to get comfortable rooms at a reasonable price it wasn't possible in the 19th century and it's impossible in the 22nd century that's a strange thing, remarked my companion. You are the second man today that has used that expression to me. And who was the first? A fellow who was working at the chemical laboratory up at the hospital. He was bemoaning himself this morning because he could not get someone to go to halves with him in some nice rooms which he had found and which were too much for his purse. By Jove, I cried, if he really wants someone to share the rooms and the expense, I am the very man for him. I should prefer having a partner to being alone. And this is the instance of where Holmes and Watson meet for the first time. Young Stamford looked rather strangely at me over his wine glass. You don't 
no Sherlock Holmes yet, he said. Perhaps you would not care for him as a constant companion. Why, what is there against him? We shall find out after the break. Welcome back after the break. Let's see how we look at Sherlock Holmes for the first time. How young Stanford describes Holmes to Watson for the first time. And how Sherlock Holmes is perceived by everyone. And this is how we would perceive someone like Poirot and all the fiction detectives I mentioned in my previous episode. Why? What is there against him? Oh, I didn't say there was anything against him. He is a little queer in his ideas and enthusiast in some branches of science. As far as I know, he is a decent fellow enough. A medical student, I suppose, said I no, I have no idea what he intends to go in for. I believe he is well up in anatomy and he is a first class chemist. But as far as I know, he has never taken out any systematic medical classes. Which means you don't have to study for a subject or force yourself to take a course. If you can understand something without professionally taking up that particular course and that is what Sherlock Holmes shows us shows us it's more than just appearing for exams and being a student of that particular profession his studies are very dulcetory and eccentric but he has amassed a lot of out of the way knowledge which would astonish his professors and that is exactly what the new educational policy is trying that we have to unrestrict ourselves from forced courses, go beyond the generic definition of courses and studies. And that is what Sherlock Holmes was seen as and that is what we are looking to create out of individuals.
This ends episode number 364 on the 12th of May 2021. I will be back on the 14th of May 2021 at 10 a.m. IST with episode number 364. Till then, goodbye and good night.